Hey everyone, welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host Aaron. I'm your co-host James. We're at minute 46. I've got some notes this week. Oh yeah? I mean, not a, not anything like life-changing. Okay. But I have two pages worth of notes. Nice. I have very large handwriting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just one note. <laughs> News is, is Greg. <laughs> Bill Pullman. <laughs> um, so I have minute 46 starting with a mouth with a brain. Uh-huh. Referencing David. Right. And going through, because I'm telling you, Spot. Yeah. And then Spot glares at him. And his and his and his mouth looks real pretty. It it does. It's he's got kind of like a like a Kool-Aid mustache kind of thing going on. Like a he has like a like the shadow of a mustache going on. Okay. It's not a Kool-Aid mustache, but it looks like if he had just drunk Kool-Aid, he has that'd be the only way you could see his little tiny little mustache. Okay. Yeah. He glares into the next minute too. It's a nice long glare. He's spots super glary. He is. He only has so something I think is interesting based on me being in high school and having and I I've mentioned this before probably how he used to go to my dad's school to play around on the computer. Okay, yep. Have I mentioned that on this uh, show? I don't know. Okay, so my dad was a high school teacher, and sometimes he would take us to the school, like, during spring break or during the summer so that he could tinker around with things um, in his classroom. And he would just set me up on the computer. This is in, like, late, middle, early high school before we had the internet right. in our house. Right. And I took full advantage of having access to the internet to print out just so many pictures from Newsies uh-huh. and also the entire script. Yep. So thank you, Fairfax County High School, for donating <laughs> at least four boxes of paper to my obsession when I was 14. <laughs> but Spot only has like 15 lines. Huh. I went through and counted. I don't know why. I'm sure there was a reason why I thought that would be necessary. Well, because you were you were cluing into what we're cluing in on in this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I I was me even at even at yeah. 13 and 14 years old. I was like, <laughs> how many lines does each character have? Yeah, and I still remember. Spot only has like 15, which is not a lot considering he's like kind of a a key character. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't count how many Denton has, but it can't be more than that. Yeah, I mean, I think Denton has more consolidated speeches sure and spot has more like quips yeah yeah but spot i feel like is a more like a a a bigger character a more important character i agree he is a newsie so he represents something bigger than he actually right brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) i have when jack says and if you've got half of one you'll listen to what he has to say Uh uh-huh that's the line so far in the movie that I believe Christian Bale the least. To me, it felt like Christian Bale was just like, and if you got half of one, you'll listen to what he has, has what he has to say. Is that it? Good. I'm standing over here now. Interesting. It didn't feel believable to me in any way. It was weird. It sort of felt like he was just like, let me get to the end of the line, and here we go. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, it was weird. I did pick up on, um, I don't know how this, this watch through yeah. is the only time I've ever noticed David pretending to do a New York accent yep. just for Spot. I've seen this movie how many times? <laughs> and I've never noticed it. Yeah. I don't know how I've never noticed it, but yeah. it's like real obvious. Yeah. I mean, it's subtle. Yeah. But when you're looking for it, you can't miss it. In Friends, when Ross became a professor, the first thing he did was put on a heavy English accent. <laughs> 
and then he realized he had to sort of dial it back so that people would stop thinking that he was British. Uh huh. I feel like that's what David is doing with this New York accent. Like he came on strong with the like the last minute where he was like, yeah. you know, yeah, but we're striking for real. Or but whatever he said. I think he thinks he came yeah. on strong. I don't think he came on as strong as he could slash should have. Well, the accent was dialed up to, if not maximum, at least as far as David was able to dial it up. Uh, sure. And I think he's gradually sort of clicking that back down to David's speech yeah. as he talks. I wrote, then it feels like David is up for a book report he didn't know he was going to have to give. Yes. <laughs> yes. It really does. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, well, you're great. You're, everyone knows you're great. Uh, um, so you gotta help us. Well, well, you just gotta. Yeah. Like, thank you. That was it. <laughs> yeah. No, a book report, like, called to the front of the room to give a report he forgot was due. Yeah. Is the perfect description of that. And I feel like Spot was the teacher that wants him to do... I feel like Spot was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Keep, yeah. You're doing great. He's sort of sitting there like, you're doing great. What? What else... Keep going. Yep. Uh, this is a good week for David. I have yeah. a lot of David notes this week. Yeah. I wrote, with Spot, flattery will get you everywhere. Or will it? Because Spot's dun, like, dun, dun. he's like, all right. He, you know, he has, he's, he's smart. And you're like, oh, good. But I got a brain, too. Yeah. More than half of one. You're like, uh-oh, this is not going well. <laughs> <laughs> I also but like, Jack's telling you, Spot. Yeah, exactly. But, you know. Uh, but Jack, he knows you. Um, I like Jack's smile when he realizes that David is going to be buttering up. That's that's one of my notes is Jack's smirk. And, and then he puts on the hat. Yeah. Why? No idea. No idea. Like, just puts it on and keeps it on. There's no re- Does he think it makes him look more intimidating? Because it has the opposite effect. It makes him look like a big old doofus. I feel like I would like to read a paper about the times when Jack puts on his hat and what that means. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe that paper wouldn't happen because I think he just does it at random because he's like, I don't know, what am I going to do? Should I put on the hat again? I guess. Maybe it's just like random business that Christian Bale would occasionally do if he didn't, if he felt like he wasn't doing anything. Yeah. He would either just smirk at something, glare at something, or put on his hat. I feel That's like... That's his stage business. Yeah. I feel like if I looked over at, at Christian Bale, if I was spot especially, and I was trying to be tough Mm -hmm. and i look over and christian bale has that dang hat on i wouldn't be able to get through anything i I wonder how many times gabriel damon (laughs) broke character and was like christian take off the stupid hat and christian's like i like the hat keeping the hat i like the hat a governor governor damon hello you can at least chip do an obviously bad english accent chip bag full of chips I can't. All of my English accents are bad. Even the good, even when I'm, especially when I'm trying to do a good one. When I try to fake a bad one, it comes out just kind of sounding offensive to all British people. Sure. Not just the English people, all British people. All British people, yeah. So I just don't try. New York accent I can do. Oh, yeah? Newsies York accent I can do. Gotcha, 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 (laughs) gotcha. The only other notes I have for this minute are definitions of terms. Okay, please define some terms for me. Spot uses the words, uh, he says, what are you punks going to do if some goon comes at you with a club or whatever? Okay. So I defined the words. I went on Wiktionary. Okay. Dot com or org or whatever. Sounds like a dot com. 
I think it's related to Wikipedia. Okay. So that's why I say org, because Wikipedia is definitely an org. I always forget Wikipedia is an org. Yeah. Until I type in wikipedia.com and it's like, nope. Nope. I'm going to take you to the org. You probably mean the org. Probably do. Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> there are very differing levels of histories on these words. Okay. Oof. So, um, punk mm-hmm. largely historically refers to um, sex workers. Interesting. Yeah specifically and then it sort of um became in like the 17th century like a young man used as an older man's sex partner or sex worker interesting what was the context of what it what are you punks gonna do if some goon comes at you with a club yeah okay so what spot is uh, let me let me skip down to what spot means Sure, he means it's probably not that. Right. He means the night there's a nineteen oh four definition that says synonym of fellow, any person, especially a male comrade, or an, a young untrained animal or worker, which is circus slang from nineteen twenty six, or synonym of amateur from nineteen twenty three. He means that. He uh, Sure, but he means that in eighteen ninety nine and that wasn't coined until nineteen oh six. Right. So he must be calling them all a bunch of sex workers. A, a worthless person particularly is 1904, which is, I think, close to what he means, and that's five years in the making. Sure. Um, Did the, Spot Conlon coin that term and it just took five years for it to catch on? Maybe. We, we're witnessing history, folks. The 1893 definition is the one that I was like, oh, boy. Okay. Because there's a 1933 one that I'm not going to say because it's a synonym of a word I'm not going to say. 1946 has a prison connotations, but uh, 1893, a boy who accompanies a hobo, especially as used for sex. Oh. So given it being 1899, that is probably what punk would have meant in the in that context. Interesting. So I think we can chalk this up to uh, anachronism number two, because I can't stand the thought of Spot being saying that to his friends. Calling yeah. them, or like even his colleagues, uh, his fellow newsies, yeah. referring to them as that. Uh, he had to have been meaning it as a later definition. I'm fascinated by that definition, though, yeah. because, I mean, a hobo is like a transient homeless person, right? Right. So if you are like the pet of a transient homeless person, right. I feel like you're really far down on... The hierarchy of, like, life. It's a definitely a dark, dark, dark definition. And, like, for sure. you think about someone who is homeless and also, like, doesn't even have, like, a city or a town to call their own. They're completely... Right. I keep saying transient, but right. they probably don't have steady sources of food. Right. So for you to be the... Punk. Pet? Yeah. Of someone in that situation yeah like yikes i mean and thinking about it in context of newsies where it's sort of a like thank goodness they're newsies yeah or else and then you think about the strike and like how they basically sort of just kind of quit their jobs as being newsies anyways it took me down a dark dark path i feel like they are so they had jobs yeah Hobos don't have jobs. Right. Punk's job is to blow the hobo. Right? Uh, yeah, among other things, it would ma- I would imagine. Sure. Yeah. 
So they're going to hit Hobo before they hit Punk. I don't think that that's how that works. No, is that not, is well, that, not how that works? Because they're kids. I mean, some of them. Okay. Of them. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I think that some of the older Newsies don't have that necessarily as a, as a threat for their future. That's an even darker place, though, because that's like, okay, well, the ones like Jack and Skittery probably will be okay, maybe, because they're older. But like Snipe but, Shooter? Like, less is just screwed yep in so many senses yeah so Aww. so let's talk about goons let's talk about goons are goons better goons are are like way way better oh good okay um, still there's an anachronism there okay um but we'll talk about it so goon is shortened from goonie okay uh which is from an obsolete goni g-o-n-y which is simpleton uh, circa 1580. Well, that's good enough. Yeah. And they don't know where that comes from. In 1839, a was applied by sailors to the albatross and similar big clumsy birds. I made a Goonies joke. Oh, it's good enough. Cute. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> I looked over you. I was like, what? <laughs> you were like, <laughs> I was just going to sit there until you acknowledged it. <laughs> and then the first time goon meant like a stupid person was in around 1921. Well, guess what, Newsies? But the the first time it meant like a hired thug, which I think is what Spot means it as here. Sure, sure. Was, a Delancey, if you will. Right. Was 1938. Well. Weirdly enough, from the Popeye comic strip. Okay. There was a character named Alice the Goon. Alice? Yeah. So check this out. So she made her debut in on December 10th, 1933 as part of the Plunder Island storyline. Initially, she was unnamed and had no specified sex. Okay. She was just a goon, just a big, like, hulking whatever. Then the, uh, she worked as a guard for the Sea Hag, who is a vicious pirate and the last sorceress on Earth. This is a Popeye comic strip. Sure. Alice is portrayed as an Amazonian giantist, eight foot tall, bald with a large nose, no visible mouth, and extremely hairy forearms and legs. Then, January 14th, 1934, so like a month later, they kidnap Wimpy, who is the... Hamburger guy. The hamburger guy. And the sea hag says, uh, keep an eye on him, Alice. So then it turned out that Alice was a goon because she was from Goon Island. So on the one hand, way to be progressive, Popeye comic. Right. For like, not just assuming that you can only be a hired thug if you're a dude. Now, I do think that perhaps making the hired thug kind of like weirdly androgynous right maybe isn't <sighs> the same as just like yeah women can beat people up too right also a bunch of mothers wrote in to the popeye comic strip and we're like this is too scary this is scaring my kid so they nerfed alice down to be like wearing dresses and flowers in her hair and she was much more motherly and had kids and stuff stupid 1930s <laughs> so progressive God. for a bit and then freaking not. helicopter moms man <laughs> right so yeah but so both punk and goon i think are being used in like 1930s lingo here sure um which is feels appropriate because that sort of feels like where spot is from yeah kinda, yeah spot feels like he's of another time with the cane right and yeah yeah time traveling spot conlon i would read that fan fiction same big same yep it never occurred to me to have one of the newsies be the time traveler right it's always a modern day person and that's how interested in sleeping with the newsies who uh -huh. time travels back right and that's how they knew when to strike. It's because they were time yeah. travelers. Or at least Spot was. Or, yeah, Spot was, or David was. Or... 
<laughs> David probably was. Crutchy was could walk perfectly fine until his leg got caught in the time machine. Yikes. He's like, crap, I'm in a time when medicine is a crutch. And that's Whittled it. by me. <laughs> right. Someone hand me a log. <laughs> I feel like David traveled back from like being an extra on an episode of Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I'm actually really interested to talk about David uh, as in regards to the song that we get this week. So, uh, Yeah, that's right. And that is... That starts tomorrow. tomorrow. All right. Well, I don't have any other notes. Do you? I have no more notes. Well, in that case, if you want to find us on social media, we are at Newsies Minute on Twitter. Individually, I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. I'm at Unabashed James. We have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Aaron and James if you are interested in financially supporting us so that we can keep making this and other great shows. If you want to be an ambassador for our show, you can come join on Patreon. Yep. Also, this is the first one we've recorded since we announced. So oh, thank, yeah. So thank you to everyone who's started following us on Twitter and stuff. We have... We had 22 followers when I looked last night, which is exactly the number of people that we are following. So Good. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, do we want to mention scavengers? Sure. I think we can. I think we're. I think there's a tag. I just listened to a pot of Lesma and there's a tag at the end that okay. I think we're going to add. But yeah, we're also, you're, you're several, you're like several months into this show. Sure. So you know that we're on the scavengers network, but let's talk, you know, we're on the this scavengers is, this network. This is the first episode we've recorded since telling the scavengers network what our big secret project right, was. Exactly. So yeah, we're on the scavengers network. We are delighted that they were willing to have us. Yeah. So thank you, scavnet. So they are at scavengers net. They have lots and lots of great shows that you've, I mean, you, we talk, we've talked about them in our, on our old show, on our podcast episodes. We've talked about a yeah. bunch of their shows. So we're on there now too. Yay. Yay. So that's I think all that's all bye. <laughs> so that's going to be it for this episode. We, we've got a fairly rich week this week. Yeah. This is a good week. Yeah, definitely. So please join us tomorrow uh, for another episode of the Newsies Minute. But until then. Soak them for crutchy. We get to do some soaking this week. We do. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.